0: sports betting media
1: hello everybody welcome along to the golf betting podcast good to have you with us as always and we're looking ahead in this one to the pga tour wgc fedex st jude invitational it's in memphis and to join me on this podcast as always is the legendary golf pundit dave tindall dave how are you
0: yeah am very well thank you james looking forward to this one two bigs week and- Two big weeks coming up in the golf with uh, this WGC event and the first major of the year next week, the uh, PGA Championship exciting times
1: isn't it and as always we're doing this on a Wednesday to give you a little bit more time to pour over the data any rumours that are out there let's go through the odds though before we get into your your picks Rory McIlroy is the favourite in the market as we uh, stand you can get as much as 11 to 1 on Rory to win this one John Rahm is around about the same price just in Thomas's 12s Bryson DeChambeau is in the market to around about 12s as well Zander Shuffelet is in there at 18s you've got Patrick Cantley running for you if you want him at 20 to 1. Webb Simpson is around about 22 to 1 and the rest are around about 28 to 1 or bigger. Dave, looking at this one, I mean, Rory's favourite in the market. He's kind of been bubbling under for a while. He's one of these guys that if he gets going, then he suddenly starts winning everything. And it's a case of trying to get in on him at the right time, isn't it? Is, is this the right time for Rory?
0: Well, obviously, this part of this podcast, well, the raison d'etre of this podcast is to sort of look at quotes and latest quotes and The ones I keep reading about, Rory, he seems to be the one who's maybe missing the crowds more than most. I think he certainly feeds off them, loves the atmosphere, and he's finding it all a bit strange. And you look at his, I think more than any other top-class golfer, his pre-break results and his post-comeback results, there's a massive difference. He was just having top fives galore before golf was suspended. And since he's come back, he's not managed the top 10. So I don't quite know what it is, whether you think then, you know, whatever we are, six, seven weeks in, he'll he'll have got used to it by now. But I think Rory definitely feeds off it more than more than we think and I, it just seems to be that kind of mental that mental idea that, that that's affecting him more than most because yeah I think it does we can't just pretend I know in sports coverage we're doing everything we can to make it look normal if you're watching on TV you get the crowd noises etc but I think if you're a player I don't think you can just make a sweeping statement that they're all going to get used to it at the same time I think some are, are fine with it maybe the introverts but Rory's he's missing it so that, that's a negative for me against him this week
1: so he's the attention seeker this week in the crowd I and mean, that's one of the reasons that the, uh, the Ryder Cup's been postponed isn't it because the crowds uh, make a massive part of that and it makes a massive part of golf doesn't it in general we, we saw Michael Thompson last week he won the 3M Open from nowhere didn't he he was way back in the field at the start of that event are we looking at uh, a massive outsider for this one or where, where are you taking us in this market
0: yeah I think if you look at um if you look at WGC events you don't get very many uh well hardly any you know less than top-class winners. You just go through who's won them all and um, it's just famous name after famous name. So I'm definitely going to concentrate on um, players in the top 15 in the world rankings this week because I think you can chase a big outsider maybe for each way but I think we're trying to nail the winner. Let's try and do that this week. I want some names who are in good form and you know are top, top calibre. Right, then, give me them.
1: Tell, tell me who's going to win <laughs> this event then. The WG FedEx St. Jude. The winner is?
0: Patrick Reed. There you go.
1: I'll say goodbye yeah. now then. We've, we've, we've nailed it.
0: Yeah, he's certainly the one at the odds who I like best because you've know, run through those top six or seven in the betting, and then the 11s, 12s, 18s. But I don't quite know why Patrick Reed is 35 to 1 this week, given what he's done. I mean, he's a Masters winner. He's won two WGC events, including one this year in Mexico. Um, he's got good course form. He was 12th here last year, 5th in 2013. You go through the tournaments he's won, and it's just a series of big events, either a major, a WGC, or a, a FedEx Cup playoff event. So he he loves it. I mean, Funnily enough, talking about Rory, he he was another one who thought who I thought was maybe missing the crowds, but I think he's come to terms with it. He was tenth at Memorial last time, really good performance. His stats were really solid, so I think um, Reed is definitely the value play at thirty-five to one this week. Just you know, some of these younger golfers who are fantastic, don't get me wrong, like Morikawa and Hovland, but they've not won the big events that Reed has, and and it's not like Reed is. I mean, Reed's still in his twenties. Let's not forget that he's still. What he's achieved in his 20s is fantastic, and I just think for whatever reason, he just gets a little bit overlooked, so I think on what he's done and his form this year, very recent form, course form, he should be a lot shorter than 35, so in terms of a value punt, I think he's the one.
1: When you talk about sport, any sport, it's about getting across the line when it really matters, and if you've been there and done it before, you've got that in your locker, haven't you? You can draw
0: upon that. Absolutely. You know, some players have got a reputation of being flaky in a finish, but if you've got Reid and he's up there, you know fine well that that's when his focus sharpens rather than he starts to panic. So I think it, you know if we can just get in contention, then it's great to be on him. And we've got seven each-way places. William Hill, for example, are 35 to 1, seven each-way places. So I think that's fine. I mean, it's not a full field this week. It's 78 players, albeit very good ones. But you know, you're know you not going to get one or two sort of odd names in there that eat up the each-way places. So I think we're seven to go at. I really like Patrick Reid. So, yeah, number one pick. Is there a number two pick? Yes. The other one I like, just because his form is sensational, is, um, well, Reid's world number eight is Tyrrell Hatton, the world number 14. I mean, the Englishman has just been sensational um, the last few months. Funnily enough, he's hardly played. He had wrist surgery over the winter and you thought, well, let's forgive him easing his way back in. But in the four tournaments he's played this year, he's come sixth in the WGC Mexico, won the Arnold Palmer Invitational, which was a fantastic performance to win there in Florida. Then we had the break of three months. Then he he comes back and you think, well, is there any rust there? Absolutely not. Third at the Heritage, fourth at the Rocket Mortgage. So Cyril Hartney just can do no wrong at the minute. He's putting his fantastic right now. Played here last year with a 66 but faded a little bit. But I think in his current form, he's just gone up. To a different level, Tyrrell Hatton. And, and now he's won on the PGA Tour, won in America. I think that was a big, big step. You know, the likes of Tommy Fleetwood haven't won in America yet. So, to Hatton to cross that line to get it done, I think the next logical step for him is a WGC win and then maybe a major after that. And we've seen him perform well in majors already. He's got a number of top tens in those already. So, he's just a player who's sort of quick to, you know, he's got a reputation as being a bit of a hothead, but. I think too much focus is put on that. If we just look at his bare results, forget that, that kind of noise about him getting all wound up. But his bare results are fantastic. So 28 to 1, maybe it's not as much value as Reid, given what Reid's done in the game, but I still think uh, 28 to 1 on Cyril Hatton is a, is a very sporting each way price.
1: As you know, my main sport is cricket. Doing this every week with you, it's turning me into a bit of a golf badger as well. And I've been reading up a little bit on this uh, this event. And there's two names I-, I want to ask you about a little bit before we-, we finish this podcast today. Brooks Kopker is one of them. He's 30-1 to 1 in this market. Last week, he missed the cut, but he was driving really well. But it was his putting that let him down. If he gets his putter right, first question, is he worth a look at? And we talked about the other guy, Dustin Johnson, last week. He's in a bit of a fallow run at the moment, isn't he? But he's the sort of bloke that if he suddenly, a bit like Rory, isn't it? If he suddenly turns it on, then all of a sudden he wins a tournament from nowhere. Is is he somebody at 33-1 to that you might want to have a look at as well?
0: Yeah, I think Dealing with uh, Dustin Johnson first. He pulled out last week with a back problem. So having had that go against us, remember in one of our earlier podcasts with Kevin ah, (laughs) Da when he, he pulled out with a bad back. Dustin Johnson that's got to be a concern of him although as you say he can just win he, he won recently and he's, he's got a great course record here so if he was alright I mean it is a, a gamble and 33-1 is far bigger than we're used to seeing him so it's a question of kind of you know you're taking a risk it's built into the price I guess so he could do Kep, Kepka's more interesting from a different level because his form's just gone but as you said he, he played well really well to Green despite missing the cut of the 3M Open um, it just put in was horrendous absolutely terrible that can kind of come and go i mean he he put it okay at memorial the week before so he just needs to kind of put a couple of rounds together looks Kepka. and um i was looking at obviously one of the big things on this podcast we look at quotes um in the press conferences i've got a feeling he might be called in today well i'm almost certainly sure he will that but that'll be later today as he's the defending champion here but i did Look at some of his old quotes here, and this is one of his very favorite courses. He said it ahead of last year's event, went on to win. So it's not just him sort of trotting out menial stuff about I love the course. He genuinely does like it. He thinks it fits him really well. So, yeah, again, he's at a far bigger price than we're used to. So talking of Kepi, just to sort of finish off as a former world number one, John Rahm, this is his first start as a world number one. Now, he was interviewed. Uh, yesterday and he kind of that was one of the that was the theme of the press conference you know how are you going to how you're going to kind of deal with being number one for the first time and he says all the right things it's easier said than done and they asked Justin Thomas as well a former world number one that he was interviewed yesterday and he said yesterday uh, when he became world number one he said I just remember being a little more nervous that week because it's like you know all eyes are on you and you're the best player in the world so you feel you should kind of play up to that and that's a big comment I think you have to justify being world number one you feel like almost you've got to do something different above and beyond what you've already done so that would just make me wary back in John Rahm this week as much as he's trying to say I you know I, I know what's expected I can deal with it I just think to try and play brilliantly the first tournament that you're world number one as a young guy it's it's asking a lot so I think you know we talk about the mental aspects of golf. I think that's one that could play on him a little bit this week.
1: You're there to be shot at, and there's only one way, one direction you can go from world number one, isn't there? That's the that's the only problem. No, well, that's,
0: that. that's the way you can certainly look at it. Yeah, I man. I remember Martin Keimer really struggled with being world one. So yeah. Uh, I think I just want to see how Rahm copes with it before pulling the trigger on him again.
1: Well, Dave Tyndall, I think the things I've taken from what you've said today, you look at the uh, top end of the market in this one because the tournament has a history of uh, certainly top 15s being in contention more than uh, most. Patrick Reed 35 to 1 each way, and Tyrrell Hatton, 28 to 1 each way, are your two picks this week. Thank you. Thanks, James. Thank you very much indeed then for listening to the Golf Betting Podcast. Good luck with all your bets out there. And remember, gamble responsibly as well. And if you follow Dave Tindall, then uh, best of luck. If you don't, go your own way and best of luck with those two. And we'll see you next week on the Golf Betting Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: With Lucky Land you can get lucky just about anywhere.